as Warwick has said, thanks for joining us today uh, for this Good Friday reflective communion service. If you're visiting, this is not uh, the normal tone of a service here at Outlook, but in the, in the Christian church, Good Friday is a solemn occasion as we remember the death of Jesus Christ for our sins, a time uh, for reflection on his sacrifice before we meet together again to celebrate on Sunday. Uh, and so we trust you feel welcome in this space, uh, even with the tone of the day. I've taken uh, a liturgy created by the, North uh, by the Northbrook Presbyterian Church in the US for this occasion. I didn't ask their permission, so nobody tell them if you see them around. And I've woven it into some scriptural reflections on what Good Friday means to us as Christians. Now, liturgy is not a very Baptist thing either. Uh, and so the way it will work is that we'll read some reflections. Uh, well, I will read some reflections. And each time we reach a portion of the liturgy, uh, the words will appear on the screen. Uh, and I'll read the words in black, and then we will read the words in red together. And so when we get to the liturgical words, uh, I'll say the black words, and you can say we'll all say the red words together. Everything we say today will be directed towards God, and so there's no need for you to look my way, uh, which is why I'm sitting down. And so there's, uh, I, won't, I won't really be speaking to you so much as I'll be speaking to God on your behalf. And so this is a time of reflection, uh, focus solely on the Lord. And so I ask that you place your focus on him as we begin. And to get into that frame of mind, let's begin with a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that we can meet together on this day, this Good Friday, Lord. As we do, we pray that you would, uh, by your spirit, be reminding us of the weight of this day, the sacrifice you made, as we seek to celebrate and remember that uh, sacrifice, Lord. I pray that you would be speaking to our hearts and minds, Lord. Might we know something of your tangible presence in this, in this day, Lord. Might we... Might you give us focused minds and focused hearts, focused on the things that you have done for us. God, we pray that as we go through the service and as we go into the rest of our week uh, and weekends uh, celebrating your sacrifice, Lord, I pray that we would have an, a new, uh, new recollection of what it is that you did for us on the cross. And so might we focus our minds and hearts on you and on your cross, we pray, uh, as we go into this service together in Jesus' name. Amen. We're gathered today around the cross, an instrument of torture and derision, a tool of death and torment, a dark place. We reflect on the events leading up to your crucifixion, Lord, as the crowds gathered not in worship, but in anger, seeking your crucifixion. Let's hear and reflect on the words of Matthew 27, 15 to 26, and uh, we'll be reading from the Christian Standard Bible. At the festival, the governor's custom was to release to the crowd a prisoner they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Who is it you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew it was because of envy that they handed Jesus over. While he was sitting on the judge's bench, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that righteous man, for today I've suffered terribly 
in a dream because of him. The chief priests and the elders, however, persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to execute Jesus. The governor asked them, which of the two do you want me to release for you? Barabbas, they answered. Pilate asked them, what should I do then with Jesus who is called Christ? They all answered, crucify him. Then he said, why? What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting all the more, crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and that a riot was starting instead, he took some water, washed his hands in front of the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. All the people answered, his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them and after having Jesus flogged, handed him over to be crucified. The crowds accepted that Jesus' blood was on their hands, but we remember as we sit before the cross that your blood, Lord, is on our hands also. Let me read from the liturgy uh, as we sit in this dark place and remember uh, that I will read the words in black and then we'll read the words in red together. It's a dark day to be gathered here, Jesus. It's a barren place, this, filled with shadows and death. But we are here, reading together, because we need to be here. The shadows of this day are our shadows. The death is our death. Uh, at the end of each liturgical section, I'll allow some time for silent reflection. And so let's reflect on these words on the cross uh, before us. We gather here because we have to. It's pain for, uh, for us to remember your death, Lord, but we are reminded afresh that it's our sinfulness that put you on the cross. We remember that you suffered excruciating pain, not just physically, but spiritually. And you did so for us. We remember the mocking of the crowds as you hung on the cross. And we'll read from Matthew 27, 39 to 44. Those who passed by were yelling insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him and said, he saved others, but he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he takes pleasure in him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, even the criminals who were crucified with him taunted him. 
And so as we hear these mocking voices taunting you to save yourself, Lord, we remember that you chose not to save yourself because you chose to save us instead. We remember that you gave your life so we might have life. Life in relationship with God made available through your sacrifice for us. Reading from the liturgy again. It seems impossible that anyone would give what you did to save men and women like us. But you gave yourself freely for our sakes. It seems unimaginable that anyone could love the way you did, including outcasts, rebels, and even your persecutors, and refusing to strike back. But you loved so much that you laid down your life for our sakes. We acknowledge that we are not all that we would like to be. We carry wounds and regrets, some of which are our own design and some of which we have received from others. We acknowledge our failings, our bitternesses and our hatreds and ask you to heal us. Of all our sins, forgive us, O God. In all our weakness, strengthen us, O God. From all our diseases, heal us, O God. As we recognise your sacrifice on the cross for us, Lord, we remember that amazing promise that we read in John 3:16. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You gave your life for ours, dying the death we deserve in our place. But you speak in your word about the necessity of belief as well. Your salvation is not universal. We are required to believe in you, in who you are and what you did for us, in order that we might be saved. And so we state our belief in you, Lord Jesus. For those of us who are believers, we again affirm our belief in you and your work. For those of us who are not yet followers of Christ, we remember the necessity of belief and faith. We must believe that God raised Christ from the dead and we must have faith that his atoning work is sufficient for us. We recall the words of Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For you are saved by grace through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is God's gift, not from works, so that no one can boast. And so, Lord, we confess the following statement of faith before you now, remembering the necessity of faith, but also remembering that our salvation is wholly through grace, not through our own actions, so that no one can boast. And so, from the liturgical reading again, 
We believe in God, the creator of all that we see and all that we do not see. We believe in Jesus Christ. God become flesh in the death, the forgiver of sinners, in rising, the healer of the broken. We believe in the Holy Spirit. God within us, comforter, strengthener and friend. As we reflect today, we remember, Lord, that your gospel is for us individually. It is the power of God to save each of us as individuals. But remember that your gospel also has ramifications for the world around us as well. Your gospel is a kingdom gospel. And as your kingdom becomes real in our hearts by faith in Christ, we seek to reflect your kingdom to those around us through our prayers and acts of mercy. We remember your words at the beginning of Luke, reading from the prophet Isaiah. He came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him, and unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. He then rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began by saying to them, today as you listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. And reading from the liturgy again. Come to us again, O God. Fill our prayers with power and our hearts with faith. We pray for every place in our world where the wounds of war, physical and spiritual, have left their mark. In your mercy, Heal us, O God. We pray for every scar of hatred that remains in our nation. In your mercy, heal us, O God. We pray for every person who is sick in body, mind and spirit. In your mercy, heal us, O God. We pray for all who work for the healing of our world. And so we read together, Christ of the cross, see our need of your grace. Hear our prayer for your mercy and come to us again to help and restore because we cannot heal ourselves. Amen.
And so we come to the communion elements, the bread and the juice. On this most holy and solemn day, this Good Friday, we're reminded that each time we take of the communion elements, we remember Good Friday. We remember the events of this day and the sacrifice that you made, Lord. These elements are not your body. We know that they are but symbols of these things, given as a reminder of your sacrifice on the cross. We remember that there is nothing magical or sacramental about this process. We are not saved through taking these elements, nor do we receive grace through taking them. We are saved and receive all the necessary grace through faith in you, Lord Jesus. But on this Good Friday, we do remember. We remember your body broken for us. We remember your blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. And so as you remember, let me read from the liturgy once more, uh, and I will read this section without um, the call and response. Jesus came to seek the lost, heal the sick, free the captive, and restore the broken. We give thanks for his unfailing love. Lord God, who makes all things new, thank you for coming to us, becoming one of us, and carrying our shame and our pain, and opening the way to life. We lift up our hearts to honour you and give you thanks. As part of his work of healing, Jesus gave us these ordinances, the bread and the juice, to remind us of his love, to invite us into his grace and to extend to us his renewal. So we remember at his last meal with his friends, before he died, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and then sharing it, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat it and remember me. After they had eaten, he took wine, blessed it, and shared it, saying, This is my blood shed for you. Drink it and remember me. And so we eat. If you could uh, open your elements, which I think most people have, but... You could open them if you haven't, uh, and we will eat the bread together in remembrance of Jesus and his body broken for us.
and we drink from the, from the cup in remembrance of Jesus' blood shed for the forgiveness of sins. Let's drink together. And so through these elements, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus, which makes us whole. Let's pray together. Oh Lord Jesus, as we have spent this time reflecting before your cross, Lord, we pray that you would help us across this weekend and indeed, Lord, across our, our whole lives to, to reflect before your cross. To remember the sacrifice that you made, Lord, might it not just be when we take communion that we remember, might we remember at every meal and on every occasion, Lord, that you came and died for sinners, died for us, Lord. We pray that as we go out into the rest of the weekend, Lord, might we take with us the weight of this truth. And might the weight of this truth compel us, Lord, to, to love you and to love others, to worship you. God, we thank you for this time that we have been able to spend together. We thank you for this time of reflection and this time of communion. We pray, Lord, that you would bless us uh, as we go now, Lord, might we shine your light to those around us this Easter weekend, Lord. Might we take every opportunity to share your good news with those that we come across. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.